Let me be honest with you. I really didn't want to deal with the topic we're dealing with today, and that's emotions. Emotions are a tough thing because as creatives, it's pretty easy for us to express our emotions, but not always easy to manage them. But today I wanted to break down three ways that you can have a more healthy emotional life as a creative and actually use your emotional labor to your benefit and deal with it when it's not as fun. Here we go. Artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds. Looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life? Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession? Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Hello and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your creative day. My name is Alan. I'm a musician. I'm a creative coach and I'm an author. And I believe you found the right place. If you're new to the show, but you're a creative who has a spiritual background, a Christian background, but you work in the mainstream arts and entertainment space, anything creative, and you want to apply spiritual principles to help you solve temporary creative problems, well, yes, you found your tribe, you found your people, you found your place. So thanks for giving this podcast a try. I think you're going to like it a lot. And if you're coming back to the show, thank you so much for being a part of our community. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you review the show. Just that five minutes or so it takes to get to that Apple Podcast review button or your other apps review process, it makes a world of difference because the new people that might be joining us right now may find this podcast because of your review and because they trust your judgment and the stars and everything that you leave on that review really help them understand what this is all about. So thanks again for being a part of our community. You might have noticed if you're a long time, again, part of our community that our creative checkups that we do on YouTube have changed up. I've got new responsibilities. I'm juggling things just like you are juggling things in your creative life. So I have a lot of respect for all of you who have two or three different things going on, maybe a nine to five, maybe two or three hustles going on with your creative life on top of that. And of course, balancing family and everything. So I certainly, certainly have new appreciation as a creative for everything that we all have to deal with in our creative lives. So yes, you might've seen the schedule has changed recently but we will get back to normal and I'm sticking with my commitment to have a podcast episode to you every week. So today I wanted to talk about something that is definitely something is a little bit of a tender and a tough issue to deal with, not because it's sensitive, but more because it's hard to dig into without really digging all the way into the stuff that's tough about being a creative. I'm talking about emotional labor. The reason I term it emotional labor, that that term is usually used more in, you know, in other workplaces. We don't really talk about it much in the creative life, but I think we should. I actually wrote a post about this about two or three years ago, and I came back to mind with a discussion with, with a friend of mine on one of my live stream shows. And uh, I told him at that time that I really have not dug much into the emotional side of being a creator because it's so tough, because It applies to the spiritual life, to our emotional life, to our mental health. There's so many things involved that it's really hard to dig into this, but I think it's important. We're in the month of February. A lot of people are doing things about relationships and love and marriage, and this is not about relationships only. It's more about 
how we deal with the things that affect our relationships, the things that affect our creativity. And it all starts from our emotional core. So this will be kind of a creative checkup type of short episode, but it's going to hopefully touch on some things that are going to help you to better manage your emotional life and come out more balanced and more positive and being more equipped to deal with whatever's going on in your life, whether it's creative or outside your creative life, so that you can really feel that joy and that peace every time you step off a stage or on a stage or into a studio or out of a studio. So first, let me quickly define emotional labor. And I gave a different name to this. I actually call it creative emotional labor. And the reason I call it creative emotional labor is because the work you do to put something together, to create something, it involves both physical work and mental and emotional work. You invest so much in your creative life that it's probably important to make sure you don't think of this as just something you do, a song you wrote, a portrait you painted. This is you. You put your life and your your entire being usually into what you create. It's not usually just something that you threw away to get a deadline on. I know, of course, for many of us do have deadlines and things we do just to get the work done. But most of the time, we really put ourselves into our work and it represents us. So the emotional labor is not just what you do when you are on a stage and you're reacting to other people's emotions. It's also the emotional labor you do within yourself to be able to have the motivation to create, the inspiration to create, and what you do when you're not feeling creative or when you have other emotional triggers that are kind of fighting against your desire to create or are giving you a different kind of feedback, the way you react to yourself if you're not feeling good, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling depressed, How do you process those emotions creatively and how do you get past it, especially if you're a person who does have a faith background, a spiritual background, if you believe in prayer and sometimes even praying and worship and the things that we all know as Christians are very, very effective to deal with your emotions. Perhaps that is, uh, I don't want to ever say that this is not the only answer. It is the answer, but I think it needs further development than simply saying, well, pray about it or worship If we give our emotions to God, I do believe that he helps us in our weaknesses and that he is really there for us at every moment. I want to make sure I took a step back from simply giving you a spiritual application and also gave you a practical application in terms of how you deal with your emotions on a day-to-day basis. So there are three points. I wrote about this in a blog post about three years ago, as I mentioned. I'll put a link to that blog post so you can read it for yourself. But I wanted to explain it in today's terms and today's season, especially dealing with the pandemic, on why I believe this is important that you get a handle on how you deal with your emotions and have a strategy in place. The first strategy I want you to realize, and the first point I guess I could make, is that you have to realize you are in control of your emotions. That's even if you are coming off a high point or low point, if you're coming off not performing at all or coming out the biggest performance of your life, whatever it is, you have control over how you respond to those emotions. Now, the emotions come if you're human, you can't control necessarily what you're going to feel, but you can control how you respond to how you feel. I've had to learn this lesson myself. I've gone to therapy and have very transparently learned how to really put names to my emotions. I didn't know how to name them or how to talk about them. And being a creative and a musician, even a worship musician, 
didn't necessarily provide me the language to explain these things. I love what uh, Darlene Check talks about. I put this in my book about emotional fervor. It's a term she used. And I learned about this even in a lesson from my church when my pastor talked about this. She said, Pastor Mary Alessi, she talked about it when we did this lesson and we talked about David and the Psalms. So anyone who's read Psalms knows that David was a worshiper. He was a musician, but he had several ups and downs. And he would relay this in these Psalms, by the way, which are songs. They were songs. He was a song writer. And this just simply made it into the Bible as written, but they were sung. And so these Psalms have David going from the highs of praising God and thanking God to all the lows of, I wish I'd never been born and I wish I could fly away and, ha- and, and be at rest, uh, almost be, be, you know, taken away from this world. And you might wonder, how can that equate to a balance of emotional uh, life and emotional health? Well, I think it's because David was able to express it both in his music and outside of his music, in the worship setting and outside of the worship setting. I think it's authenticity that allowed him to eventually find a place of balance. And I think we have to do the same thing. We have to find the balance within ourselves to have a place to express outside and inside our creative lives. Now, maybe that's for you. Maybe it's a church. Maybe it's a small group. Maybe it's a group of creative friends. Maybe it's a God and Gigs community, which I would highly recommend because you can express and talk about these things in an authentic way and learn to get control of it in a way that does not diminish your creative life or does not com- diminish your spiritual life. It balances all three out if you can talk about them in an honest way. So that's the first point is that you have to have control and be able to manage your emotions, but realize it's your response to those emotions that make all the difference. Number two is I want to realize, I want you to realize that you can manage your own emotions, but you can't or should not feel the obligation to manage others. One of the things that's become really obvious to me in these settings, whether you're a performer, an entertainer, or uh, any kind of artist where you do public presentations, is that we are very open and almost attuned to other people's emotions. We move people, we sing to people, they sing back, they feel anger or sadness or joy or Whatever they're expressing, we take it on and we reflect it and we help people to manage their emotions simply by being artists. We want to draw emotions out of people. We want reactions. We want people to give us feedback. We want to feel what they feel and be able to express things back to them. However, it's very hard to then detach from that and realize that people are almost relying on you for their emotional content and how they deal with it and then come back to your home or to your job or to your family and detach from that and realize that the only control you have is over your own emotional life and not other people. This is especially true when it comes to critiques and people talking about the way they feel about what you did. If you have a kind of struggle with that, it's totally understandable, but I want you to release yourself from the pressure of feeling you're responsible for other people's emotions. Now on stage and in settings where you are connecting with people, of course, that's something you want to be aware of. But They're responsible for their emotions and you are responsible for yours. So I hope that frees a few people from feeling that uh, empathetic uh, trigger that feels like you must know and feel what everybody else is feeling around you in the creative space. You definitely want to tap into that, but you don't need to live there because you're only responsible for your own feelings, not for anybody else's. And the third thing I want to share with you is the fact that your emotions can be a reward, can be a payoff, should be seen positively. 
Now, I want to make sure I don't get into this place where I'm trying to be a counselor or a mental health professional. You need to seek one of those people out, especially if you're having any difficulties. However, I think I can say from personal experience that I've learned to see the good and the joy and the good things about my emotional life and learning how to harness that in the right way, even when things don't go exactly the way I want them to go. And I think that comes, again, from learning the balance of things, to learn that my emotions are something that I can be thankful for and never uh, be hidden from myself or hidden from, from other people so I can be real and authentic with them. And then when I do do a good job, when I do feel the joy, I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to feel any loss uh, of, uh, you know, feel like I have to explain away when things go well or explain away how I feel about my creative life. I can be honest and say, whether it's good or bad, I know that I am on an upward trajectory with the way I'm expressing myself, the way that I'm balancing out, the way I feel about other people, the way I feel about my own art. When I don't reach my standards, it doesn't knock me off my game as much because I realize I can still own my own craft. I can own my journey. I can be grateful for the blessings that this creative life has given me. And I can say, okay, in the long run, this is all going to work out for good. I'm going to be okay. And that's a positive feeling. So that emotional payoff of saying, you know what? This is a good thing that I feel this. It's a good thing that I can feel passionate. It's a good thing that I can actually have low points, but it's okay because I have a way of dealing with it that doesn't require me simply to write a song or to find another outlet that might be even more unhealthy. So I hope that helped you today. Again, I I was almost hesitant to jump into this, but I think this little creative checkup style lesson and episode will help somebody. So if it did, please make sure you leave a review or follow me and find me on all of our socials, God and Gigs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, any of those three, especially our creative community on Facebook. And if you're interested in learning more about how to be a success both in your physical, in your creative, and your emotional life, you want to definitely jump into our masterclass series. We have another one coming up February 18th, and you can sign up at godandgigs.com slash 2021 training. Uh, some other cool things are happening that I'll be announcing on Facebook. We'll be doing a podcast convention very soon. If you're interested in podcasting, even as a creative, we'll definitely recommend that you check that out. So I'll be posting a link to that as well. It'll be coming up in early March. And there's so many other cool things happening, but I just want to make sure I left this one thought with you about being a creative that balances their emotions, that understands that you are in control of your emotions. Your emotions are not in control of you and they can be a blessing to you as long as you continue to be authentic with your life, with your health, with your faith. Make sure that you never think that you have to be something else than who you are as a creative who's created in the image of God and is here to help others and bless others, but also live a balanced life that you can enjoy. Okay, that's all I have for today. I'll see you next time, next episode. Continue to become the creative you were created to be. Take care. God bless. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.